0: Oh, Welcome back, my fellow pioneers. My name is Rebecca David, and I am your hostess for the Genesis of Conception. In this space between the picket lines, we talk about all things pro-life, but we come at it from a strictly scientific, logical, and provable basis. Now, in our last episode, myself and my fellow pro-life warrior, Faith Adams, talked about the Christian perspective and how it relates to our pro-life activism. At the end of that episode, I promised y'all that a very special episode was coming up next, and I am very excited to say that we have officially arrived. Now, Faith and I both traveled to D.C. this past week for the annual March for Life, and I wanted to make sure that even if you could not attend, you still got to have the insider eye on what happened there, because the stories and the people were truly incredible and something to behold. Now, due to the nature of Man on the Street interviews, some of the people who I spoke with were a bit hard to understand using just the audio. So if you wish to, you can actually go over to my YouTube channel, which is also titled The Genesis of Conception, and you can see all of the footage from the march. I highly encourage that as another really cool option, you know, after you listen to this, because you're going to get uh, just a little bit of a different perspective on everything. But for here, on this episode, I'm going to give you some direct quotes from the people who marched and some people who didn't have a chance to march, but who still wanted to tell you why they are pro-life. And then I will be joined by Faith to recap all of the things that we witnessed firsthand. After that, I'll have some extra information for you. And of course, I'll have this week's book recommendation and a word to those who may be in need. So delving right in, our first category is quotes from those who I interviewed both pre and post March. Now, for a little more depth regarding this conglomerate individuals, uh, conglomerate of individuals, I spoke to people from every category of of background that one can imagine and of every stage of life. Young people, people my age, you know, not that I'm not young, but you get the idea. And people who are older, um, moms, grandparents, etc. And I spoke to people from all different nationalities. And this was truly an incredible mixture of individuals from literally everywhere. And their answers gave me genuine hope for what many have called dark times. First up is Hannah. Now, she was an adorable and extraordinarily well-spoken girl of about 12. Now, I'm going to give the caveat on this one that I did ask her mom's permission before I interviewed her, and she volunteered to do the interview. So, with that cleared up, she said, quote, I march because babies are important in this world, and so are mommies. Now, her mom, Avril Holly, was the next person I got to interview, and she stated that, quote, all life is precious, and from the very beginning, that life starts in the womb and that conception, that little heartbeat. I will never forget going to the gynecologist at six weeks pregnant and just seeing that light on that ultrasound just shining so brightly. So that's why I march, unquote. Up next was Dan. Now, he was a grandfatherly type and Faith and I actually met him um, during the jog that he was doing. And he jogged right past our chosen spot to hand out flyers the night before the march. And then not only did he join us in handing out flyers, but he also ended up coming to the early volunteer shift the next morning. And that volunteer shift started at like seven in the morning. So this was a considerable effort on his part. And he said, quote, I'm looking forward to being out there tomorrow for the the big parade. I haven't really participated in a while because it was canceled last year. So that is the reason that I am here now, because they'll be deciding on Roe versus Wade. And also, this is the time to do it. Next year is going to be the 50th anniversary, unquote. Now, pre-March, on the day of, I had the pleasure of chatting with a mid-twenties black woman who wished to remain anonymous, but she had something powerful to say. Quote, I am, at the pro- at, I am at the March for Life because I care about everybody, big and small. Even the unborn are human beings, and they deserve rights just like everyone else. So we need to fight for the rights of our fellow human beings. Unquote. Then there was Brandon Kelly. He was actually a young college student who originally had scheduled to come down to D.C. for a sports trip that he had. And then when the sports trip got canceled, he still decided to come down anyways because he wanted to be part of the fight to protect the unborn. And he said, quote, I'm really just out here to support the cause, to support the pro-life generation that I'm lucky enough to be a part of. It's my first March. I'm really excited, unquote. Now, another really cool thing about this guy before I move on to the next person is that not only did he take the initiative to turn this trip into a way that he could help support the pro-life cause, but he also ended up being a volunteer for it, which meant that he was part of the early crew and he was there from start to finish. And it was really just an immense show of motivation on his part. So shout out to Brandon on that one. Now, up next comes Brooke, who was there to represent Students for Life. And she said, quote... I'm here to support all the women who have been lied to. You are so much more known and loved than you could ever believe. You and your child are so special and so important, unquote. Now, Brooke was actually accompanied by two guys named Nahor and Tom. Now, all three of them were part of Students for Life, and they ended up all sharing a street corner with myself and with Kate to hand out, not, sorry, Faith, there we go, to hand out flyers before the event started. So we were all just in the same area for roughly four and a half to five hours. Now, Nahor, he was a young black guy, and he added, quote, I'm here for all the people who have been lied to about abortion that's harming all our communities. We all die, but fetuses don't have the right to life that we have. So I'm here to march for them. My ultimate reason is that all of us should have the right to life, unquote. Then there was Tom, he was the third one in that particular mix, and he, he was a good-hearted mid-20-something, and he stated, I'm here to make it known that the pro-life generation is up and coming. We're going to take over, and Roe versus Wade is going to be overturned, and I am so excited. Then we had Dr. Pat Castle. He was there representing reason for life, and he wanted to quote a strong Bible verse, quote, Joshua 1.9, be strong, be courageous, don't be afraid. Our Lord is with us wherever we go, especially the March for Life, for the least of our brothers and sisters. Who do we do that for? We do it for our Lord and Savior, all in Christ for pro-life, unquote. Now, there was actually another Reason for Life representative who I got to talk to as well. He was Samuel Green. He was incredibly succinct about his reason for being there. He said, quote, I'm marching for life because every life is precious and deserves protection. We need to end abortion now, unquote. He was actually the first of the people who I got to interview after we marched. That was pretty cool. Now, Gideon, he was another very sweet, uh, young, mixed looking guy. And he said, quote, I'm here because I believe that Lord willing, Roe versus Wade will be be overturned. Lord willing, abortion will be banned one day in this country. I believe that because of that, history's eyes are upon us right now. We need to say exactly what we stand for as pro-lifers. I'm here to do that today. I'm here to say that life starts at conception because God says that life starts at conception and God is the author of life, unquote. Then there was Joel. He was someone I met pre-March and he was uh, he was actually he's a small business owner and he's got a portable business, which he can take with him wherever he chooses to go. And he wanted to be actively at the March with the things that he sells to show his support. And he said, quote, the reason I'm supporting is that I think every life is precious and should never be taken away ever, unquote. Then there was Karina. She uh, had actually hand-designed this beautiful Human Rights for All sign, and she said, quote I'm pro-life because life starts at conception I am here because this is the last year of Roe versus Wade unquote I really really loved about her specifically the fact that she had such finality to that like it wasn't a I hope this happens it was a I have every faith that God will see to it that this happens and that made me very happy then we get around to our second mother-daughter duo of the day this was Lacey and Mary Logan Miski now they are There were there was they were this duo there who had these incredible homemade signs discussing how easy it would have been for the mom to just throw the daughter away like so much trash and the incredible worth that the daughter has simply for existing. So the mom said, I'm marching because I chose life in 1999 for my daughter, who is who is 22 now. And then the daughter said, I'm marching today for the voiceless and most vulnerable because as a former baby in the womb, I want to march for their rights. Where were my rights as a woman in the womb? Then we get to Nick Reynosa. Now, he stood out to me because he was actually, he's a self-proclaimed agnostic and all that he's very secular just in general, like beliefs-wise. Because as I was mentioning earlier, there were people from every single background, which was so incredible to me. And uh, he actually founded a site called secularprolife.org. And he said, quote, I'm an agnostic, but I'm passionately pro-life. This is my third time coming here. I've been in the pro-life movement for 10 years. I'm here because I believe that abortion is violence. It just objectively is. I feel that it is unjustified violence and that it's happening on an astronomical scale. So we're out here to do our duty, to be here for women and children, give them nonviolent options and support them and help them to choose life. It doesn't matter if you're Christian or Muslim or Jewish or agnostic or atheist. We can all agree that violence is wrong and help women in need and help unborn children to fulfill their potential. So that is why I'm here. And I'm very thankful to be a part of this diverse group out here today, unquote. And finally, My last interviewee, uh, for this portion at least, was Sammy Parker. She is a proud live action online ambassador. She's on all the social media. And she said, quote, I march because if we don't stand for the pre-born, then who will? Unquote. Now, for the second batch of people that I got to interview, these were people who I ran into or crossed paths with during my time in D.C. All of them are very outspokenly and very proudly pro-life. Now, they did not get to attend the march for various reasons, but they still wanted their voices to be heard. And so to honor that request, here you go. First up, I've got another anonymous. This was one lady who said, quote, I'm pro-life because I believe that life starts from the time of conception and I believe that abortion is murder, in my opinion. I support pro-life because I believe, again, that life starts at conception and the child does not have a say-so and you shouldn't take that right away. The child is born because everybody has a purpose. So why take that away from them before they even have a chance at life? Then there was a mother and son set. Uh, these were the Rashes, the son, Parker. And again, I asked for the mom's permission and a uh, Parker, he actually volunteered to talk to me of his own accord. So he was a teenage boy and what stood out to me about him was his fervor for standing strong. It truly impressed me. And he said, quote, I'm pro-life because it goes along with my faith and Christianity and just how important every life is. With conception, every life deserves to get to live, unquote. And then his mom, Tana Rouse, she was this incredibly genuine and super sweet woman. And she said, quote, The first reason that I'm pro-life is because of faith reasons. I believe that life starts at conception, as soon as God created that baby. The second reason is that we're actually an adoptive family. We have five adopted kids, four from China and one domestic, and all of them have special needs. One has Down syndrome. We just believe that every life is created for a reason and every child deserves a family and more Christians need to step in and adopt these kids into their family. But for sure, every life deserves to live, unquote. And finally, Walker. He was actually there for a school trip, but he went out of his way to come and speak with me on the topic and he said, quote, stop killing babies because they are still people, unquote. Well, I mean, couldn't have said it better myself. And now that you have heard their accounts, allow myself and Faith to offer our first-hand accounts. Now, um, I'm going to tell you in advance, this is going to sound a little different from everything else. And that's actually because it was pre-recorded for the visual version on my YouTube channel. And again, my YouTube channel is also called the Genesis of Conception. So if you'd like to go over there after this and see everything that I'm currently telling you auditorily, absolutely go do that. It's super-duper awesome. So, Here's that bit. Hello, everybody. It's, of course, your girl, Rebecca David, here. And y'all recognize Faith? Oh, my gosh. We just finished uh, doing the March for Life, and so we wanted to give you guys a download of the five most prominent things that we noticed, both independently and conjoinedly as we were talking throughout the event. Because we were there from the very first volunteer shift, which was 7 in the morning at 15 degrees. Um, but that's how dedicated we are to this, uh, to the very end of everything, whenever they were, you know, wrapping up and cleaning up and all that good jazz. And there were a lot of really neat things that we noticed. Mm-hmm. And for, forgive the whole I'm still bundled up. I don't do well with the it I'm a Texan. So. She's from Maine, so she's like, it's springtime. <laughs> yeah. So, but hey, props. They gave us these really neat orange beanies, so that was fun. Okay, so let's download, uh, top five things that we saw and were like, wow, this is incredible to us. Yeah itinerary item number one the quantity of young people mm. people who you know were still in high school um, people who were you babies know, babies uh <laughs> literally there were actual babies, babies on this thing <laughs> um there was also just the sheer number it, i would even go as far as to say that like college kids oh like, yeah are youngins because like we're oh, both yeah. college kids and we're we're by no means like like we're grown-ups, but we're not, like, grown-up, if that makes sense. We're not, like, yeah. in our 30s or anything yet. Um, oh. So, the- <laughs> I mean, I feel like by 30, right. you probably have a little bit more of, you know, stability and, like, right. knowledge about life and existence and how to yeah, do all that. Yeah, we're still figuring it all out. <laughs> we that's have no true. idea what we're doing. <laughs> Actual facts. So, the sheer quantity of young people, which was impressive to us because a big part of, like, the sloganing that we do, especially for live action, um, yeah. is that we are the pro-life generation. Like, this is the post-Roe generation. Um, and so to see so many others our age and much younger. The
1: upcoming generation. Yeah, There's absolutely. just so much hope for the future and for even our own kids someday. Yes. Like, I mean, incredible. I'm hoping
0: that this will be something that's resolved by the time we have children. Oh, for sure. But, you know. But
1: it's so cool to see that passion, now. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. As I like to say, hope for the best, but prepare for the worst, just in case. Who? Yeah. So that was number one, which we thought was absolutely Absolutely incredible. Uh, number two, the quantity of the male populace that was there. I was so excited, and I'm talking every ethnicity, every kind of background oh you can imagine, um, all age ranges. I saw literal like like little boys. There was just one five year old boy because we were handing out um, these like flyers. They were adorable.
1: And as a single woman,
0: <laughs> I can't. I, I am no longer, but she's still so. single guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: Continue. But, um,
0: the pickings are solid. That,
1: <laughs> that's something I look for. Yeah. in a man. Like, yeah,
0: I couldn't be with someone who wasn't pro No,
1: so to see that, I'm like, oh my goodness, Absolutely. there's a whole bunch of them. So yes. that's incredible. Yeah,
0: there's hope still. But it was amazing. I remember, I will not ever forget it. Um, I was handing them out, and it was when like the second volley of people really started to come through at roughly 10:00, which is mm-hmm. 10 a.m. for y'all who don't speak 24-hour time. Um, but. <laughs> I, there was this family that came through they got off the bus and they came through and there was this I was handing it out the the flyers out mostly to the adults um because a lot of I didn't know if like the mom's one of their kids holding these big flyers because a whole bunch of different reasons um but this like five-year-old boy couldn't have been older than five maybe six or seven comes up to me stretches out both of his arms and goes can I have one and it just my heart just sung sing
1: thing happened to me. There mm-hmm. was a young boy and I didn't expect it because usually like the girls will see a heart. Yeah and the they'll be and like oh. then the literally
0: my marketing because yeah. I was I was like with uh there was all kinds of people handing out all kinds of signs, and so I was like my my partner in crime slash friendly mm-hmm. competition um was handing out these very black and white ones and I was like y'all can have the pretty flyers or the black and white flyers and every female was like pretty
1: flyers. Yes. and so naturally the the girls would come yes. over and they would be like oh I would love to have one. Well I had this Actually, several little boys, like you said, come yes. up. You're like, may I have one? And I'm like, of course. They're like, like may yeah. Have an easy <laughs> as
0: them, pass them out. Like, absolutely. Yeah. So just so absolutely the, the quantity of men and boys who were there. Mm-hmm. Um, because we say all the time, I hate the phrase, no uterus, no opinion. Because it's, it's just not true. Well, like you said, it takes two to tango. It takes two to tango. So. Um so it was incredible for me personally to see how many boys, how many guys, how many men are standing up and taking accountability and helping to show these women who are going through desperate situations that they care. They care that there are guys out there who care and will step up and will help out, and it was really fun because so I was given a bullhorn to like help lead <laughs> she does all the not chants. Need one. I don't need one, but I was given one. <laughs> I was very happy. Um, and I remember the like I had been with a group of females who were from live action, and we were all chanting, and then their voices went hoarse, and I don't necessarily have that problem. Um, and so I remember I you know I was looking for the next group who could chant with me, and there was this group of you know maybe early teens, mm-hmm. and I was like, hey, can y'all chant with me? I need some people to chant, and they're like, absolutely, and they were the loudest people to chant with me the whole way they through. Were. I was so happy. It was so encouraging, too. I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah! So, number one, the young people. Number two, the men and boys. Number three, people who come from differing viewpoints in the political world. So, I'm talking, I saw conservatives, libertarians, I talked to a couple liberals, talked mm-hmm. to all kinds. It. The, the one unifying thing that we can all agree on is it's wrong to brutally murder mm. the most helpless amongst us. And if there's not a whole, there, there is no whole cause in that. It doesn't exist.
1: It's true. And to meet in the middle like that, yes. it's
0: like, oh my like god, we have
1: something in common. We may not agree with certain things, yeah. but we respect you in that way.
0: Absolutely. So. Which is what, literally, that's what I'm all about. Pioneers in the space between the picket right. lines. And I saw that in action today, and it was incredible to, to see that. Yeah. Um, then number four. Uh, which hold on, backtrack to number three real quick. If you're if you're watching this and you haven't been pro life before now because you don't come from a conservative background, that's if that's the only thing stopping you, you know, have no fear because it doesn't matter where you stand politically. Yeah. As long as you agree with us and with most of America, whether they like to admit it or not, you know, if if you don't want babies to be murdered you are welcome here and if you and if you're totally pro-choice please holler at me i'd love to have a productive no one yelling at each other actual conversation about even
1: if you're just on the fence about it yes don't be afraid to reach out to her because she's an incredible person to talk to
0: (laughs) or her faith Adams. she's on social media too there's that all you'll see both of our information linked somewhere on the screen um number four the sheer number and you gotta, to, to, to understand this next one, you have to understand when we started at about 7 a.m., it was 15 degrees outside. I am not exaggerating. 15 degrees, and it did not get any warmer. It warmed up to like 30 degrees. I remember how to keep going back and forth yeah. to this village I
1: was like, I cannot feel yeah, my Yeah, no, guys. she's allergic to the cold. She's like, I can't yeah, feel my
0: thighs. I'm allergic ah. to the cold, it's
1: so unfortunate. I live in Maine. Oh, uh, yeah, but... which is why I'm
0: convincing her to move to Texas, so there's that. Um, but just the, the number, like, to be out there at seven in the morning when it is like 15 degrees colder than freezing, that is a, sh- a level of dedication that really warms my heart. Because when it comes, like for us, we knew from the get-go, we're like, literally you could, have, she, she must've been so frustrated, every single thing, they're like, could we volunteer? Like, we need volunteers for this. I didn't even know what it was. I was like, I'll do it. Yes, yeah, so and I was like, okay. <laughs> and she's like, I guess I'm doing it too. We're a team, so,
1: you know. <laughs> but it's, it's so worth it because Absolutely. compared to
0: what the babies are going through. Oh, nothing, 100%. So. And if us being out there, you know, at 7am in the morning or like last night we were out just literally cause we were down in the lobby of our hotel last night for about an hour and some change. And then they're like, Hey, you can't be here doing this. And so we're like, okay. And so we went to the, the bus stop. We, went to a we bus literally stop. went to the bus stop. That's down the street from the hotel. And we were just handing out flyers to anybody who wanted one. Yeah. And, um, we, you know, And it was, it was cold. It wasn't as cold last night, but it was still cold. But just getting to see other people be as passionate as we are to the point where they were willing to wake up crazy early and be on site by 7am. And we did not stop handing out flyers for five hours.
1: Yeah. And it was actually really cool because Last night we actually had a runner come by yes! and he was like, what are you all doing? And he's actually here for the Marsh for Life. He was, which we had no way of knowing because yeah, we had never no met idea. him before. And so he actually said, um, I'm going to finish up my run and when I get back, can I help you guys out? Yes. And we were like, yeah, of course. So he uh, figured out the times mm-hmm. to see when we were meeting. And he joined us, like, yeah. early this morning. Yeah,
0: which because he had no idea that that was anything that was happening. And on top of that, no, so he joined us last night out of nowhere. Like, he was literally in the middle of a run. Mm. And he joined us, which was incredible. Yeah. Um, and he was just so gung-ho about it. You actually saw him in one of the earlier videos uh, for the people who were at the march. His name was Dan. So if you're watching this, Dan, thanks lots. We I really did. appreciate it. <laughs> it made an impact. Yeah. So, so, yeah. And finally, number five the distinct and this one might have been the most heartwarming bit of all as pro life activists mm. and people who are very vocal about it mm. we are incredibly used to hearing all uh, every insult you could imagine yeah, i right. have heard all in the books some, anything <laughs> I, you can think of I've we've heard probably a heard before interesting one. Right? <laughs> like that
1: doesn't make sense but okay there
0: you go yeah so we've heard it all um yeah. and uh so a, a personal attacks are nothing new to us but it was so incredible that both last night whenever we were handing out flyers and today for those five hours that we were out there you know, just handing out flyers on street corners, how few people were hurling insults at us. Like we got, you know, in the middle finger and you know, all, there was like name calling stuff, the usual, right. um, but there was there was a distinct lack of it. And that tells me, and this is in the heart of DC. Mm. And that tells me that even in places like this, the United States, Overwhelmingly pro life. Oh yeah, that was really cool. Oh yeah, and the bonus one because I can't count. So (laughs) the bonus one and the thing that honestly and you guys saw it a little bit earlier on in the videos there in the little snippet videos but possibly the biggest and like I said it was it was quite literally freezing Mm -hmm. outside the entire time through and I kid you not. We were... So, like, the temperature rose just a little bit, and then it went right back down. And we were, like, on our way back. Like, we'd finished because we were at the front of the road. And we were on our way back. And it took a while, like, walking back. It took a while before we saw the end of the line. Oh, yeah. When we were walking
1: back, there were still people marching. Oh,
0: absolutely. And I just thought that... And, you know, there we had bands playing. We had uh, people singing, like, Latin prayers and stuff. Uh, We had... You know every kind of thing you can imagine, and it was just—it was this incredible camaraderie of people from all over the place, tens of thousands. And if if you happen to watch the news on it, I haven't seen the news on it yet. Um, but if you happen to watch the news on it, and they were saying anything other than you know an intensely large group of people who wholeheartedly believe in the pro-life mission, then the media was lying to you. But so just to to wrap everything up, so let me recap those real quick. One the young people, two, the men and boys, three, the differing views on politics Mm -hmm. who were there collectively all agreeing that you shouldn't murder babies, four, the early volunteers despite the quite literally below freezing temperatures, and five, the distinct lack of people being awful. And to round this out, I just want to say, if you are out there and you're looking for a sign, you know? you look you, you maybe you're facing crisis pregnancy maybe you know someone who is maybe you're just confused about all of this pro-life shenaniganry uh maybe you've heard nothing but awful things about us because like i said we've heard every name every insult you can think of has been thrown our way if this if that's you and you're watching this i challenge you to think on why you are against the pro-life world do you, you know, whether it's because you know you've been taught all your life that the pre-born child is not actually a human being, maybe it's because you've heard that us pro-lifers just like hate women. Um, maybe, you know, whatever your reasoning may be. If you're watching this and you're not a pro-life person, I challenge you to question why you are not pro-life and be honest with yourself. It's okay if it's painful. You can feel free to reach out to either one of us. Um then we'll re- again we'll re-tag up there so you can figure out how to get a hold of us. Think on why you are not life if you aren't and then i challenge you to consider changing your scenes on it because i promise you there is nothing more rewarding than being on the side of history because we've both sworn that by the the the, we will see the end of abortion in our lifetime because we don't want to just make it illegal we want to make it unthinkable and the way to make it unthinkable is to help people to understand what it is and what it does And uh, on this channel, there's all sorts of content regarding those exact things. Mm -hmm. But if you are not pro-life, take a moment to ask yourself why. And then ask yourself if those reasons hold up to logic and reason and, you know, morality. And then I would love to have a conversation with you about it. So reach out to me and let's see if we can find a space between the picket lines. And got more awesome content coming your way throughout the rest of this year. Stay tuned. Be blessed. Greetings and blessings, y'all editing Bex in the house for just a quick moment. I wanted to inform you guys of something I just found out while I was in the middle of editing everything, and it's going to blow your minds if you have not already heard about it. So, um, the March for Life 2022, those of us who were involved in any portion of the planning process, or the volunteer process, or any of that stuff, we were expecting tens of thousands of people to show up, um, because this is not the bicentennial, but it's the year right before that. We're hoping it doesn't get to 50 years, um, but Uh, we'll be prepared to keep on keeping on just in case it does. So March 5, 2022, whose tagline slogan was equality begins in the womb, hoo very true. Um, The number of people who actually showed up blew that tens of thousands out of the water. It was insane. So the actual number of people who showed up to March, 150,000 people. And I'm repeat that again for you. One hundred and fifty thousand people showed up in D.C. amid all of the insanity of things that's happening with, you know, everything going on in the world and in the United States today. One hundred and fifty thousand of us traveled from all over the place to march in solidarity because we truly believe that equality begins in the womb. And I am so, so proud that we hit those kind of numbers. That's incredible to me. As the Catholic News Agency put it rather succinctly, quote, a great witness to the sanctity of human life, unquote, was what this march was. So if you were part of it, be proud. And if you're not part of it, if it's still going on, if uh, if abortion hasn't been abolished by the year 2023, I promise you we'll be right back out there marching and we could use your help. All right, y'all in studio Rebecca is back on the mic Now before I get into the next bit I just wanted to take one second And plug some of the truly amazing websites That you can visit for more information On all of the things All of them are .org websites And there were representatives from each one of them At the march So first and foremost, liveaction.org This one is Lila Rose's brainchild And the reason that name might sound familiar to you Is because she is the one who founded Live Action Then there's Students for Life Org, and this one is specifically geared towards college students such as myself. Then there's ReasonForLife.org. Now, their incredible slogan is changing hearts and saving lives, and they are all about raising awareness to life in the womb being an actual human being. Then there's secularprolife.org, and this was founded by someone who was holding up a sign at the march that stated, call me an extremist, but I think dismemberment is wrong. I was actually quoting the thing, uh, the interview that I got to do with him to you a little bit earlier on. And finally, there is silentnomoreawareness.org, and I'm going to repeat that again again for you. silentnomoreawareness.org. Now, this is where you can find some heartbreaking but incredibly eye-opening true stories from a couple of different types of people. First, there are those who have had abortions and then realized what they had done and are you know, b- begging you to reconsider if that's currently a choice that you might be about to make. Then there are those whose children were aborted without their knowledge or their permission. So this is fathers of aborted children speaking out. And then there are those who someone that they were close to, gotten an abortion. And the things that they saw happen afterwards, the the downward spiral or the heartbreak or the pain or the whatever else may have you. And there are a ton more categories on the website too. I highly encourage you to go take a look and go take a listen because it's heartbreaking, but it is so pivotal and so important. Now, another story I wanted to tell you, there was this one female who I ran into. I did not get a chance to interview her, but she had this homemade sign that read, I lost four of my siblings to abortion. You know, I commented briefly in passing to offer my apologies for her experience. And let me tell you, the look of heartbreak on her face was so palpable that I almost broke out crying right then and there. You could tell that this was just something that really broke her on the inside. And you know, I've got a whole host of siblings myself. And even when they drive me crazy and I'm like, can you please just not be around me right now? Give me two seconds to breathe. Or you know, the, the typical sibling stuff. Even with all that, I cannot fathom the concept that even one of them might never have ever been born. That just, I I can't even fathom that. And To think that her, she'll never know four of her siblings because they were aborted. That just breaks my heart in her stead. And I really hope it breaks yours too. All right. So now, now is the time when I specifically speak to the female listening to this who may be facing an unexpected or a crisis or a wrong timing pregnancy. You may feel that you have no other option besides getting rid of your child through abortion. You may be feeling confused or heartbroken or any number of other negative emotions. Please hear me when I say that there is hope. Reach out to me and I can connect you to whoever and whatever you need to get you through to the other side. If you're looking for me on Facebook, I'm Bex David, that's B-E-X, like x-ray, and then last name is David, D-A-V-I-D, like the biblical king. And on all other social media, I am proudly pro-life Gen Z woman, except I think on Twitter I'm actually proudly pro-life Gen Z gal, which is G-A-L. No judgment, simply rendering assistance. If you are that woman or you know that woman, please, please Have them reach out to me or if you are that person, reach out to me yourself. I can get you where you need to be. And you do not have to sacrifice your child for whatever the reasons may be that are being pushed in your direction right now. And switching gears again. It is time for this week's book recommendation. This is an Abby Johnson book. I know I've recommended her as an author to you before, but this book is brand new. I actually just finished it uh, yesterday evening. It's titled The Walls Are Talking, and it is a conglomerate of real-world stories from prior abortion clinic workers. Now, an important piece of information on this, Abby Johnson, she used to work as a director for an abortion clinic in Texas, and then one day God opened her eyes and changed her heart, and she walked away from all of it and has since become one of the premier pro-life fighters in the United States. And as part of that fight, she has founded six separate organizations for the pro-life world. One of those organizations is called And Then There Were None. And its entire job is to reach back into the abortion world and to pull out people who have seen the light and seen the truth and don't want to be there anymore, but they feel trapped. So Abby Johnson founded this organization and it goes in and it grabs these women out and it gives them a different path in life. And some of those women shared their stories and those stories are found in this book. So it's again called The Walls Are Talking. And it's just, It is utterly tragic, and yet it's a strangely hopeful read. And you can find it in all of the usual places. I could not recommend it any more highly than I do, and it's just so incredibly fantastic. Now, next week, I've got a super heavy hitter for you. We are going to be discussing the human trafficking element. So tune back in for that. It's going to be hard, but so very important. Oh, and uh, before I forget, this is where I have been informed that I'm supposed to ask you to subscribe to this podcast if you have not done so yet. And downloading the episodes, if you have space on your phone or your tablet or whatever, also really, really helps. So subscribe and download the episodes. Super duper appreciated. That said, until next week, I challenge you. To live as though you are cherished and precious and loved by our Creator because it will revolutionize your world. And let's continue to be pioneers in the space between the picket lines together. Thank you for tuning in, and God bless.